Oh, yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward podcast. We're always searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all that news across the 805. On this show, we're breaking down those segments of our unique journalistic point of view, and we've been going around the 805, finding out all that new and exciting news. Spence, how you feeling? Feeling good. Going to talk local today, as we always do, but this is something that's near and dear to everybody's heart in Ventura County and the surrounding communities, which would be the Ventura Fairgrounds. We're going to touch on the fairgrounds on this topic, absolutely, Spence, but it is Valentine's Day. How did you have with your special, beautiful wife? How was your day? Oh, we had a lovely day. Uh, we uh, ordered out and, uh, you know, had, had a really good time. So Valentine's, is not, but that's when we got engaged. Uh, I, I asked her to marry me on Valentine's Ooh. Day. So extra special for us. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. Good S- time. Sneak peek there. Where were you on your engagement? At the chart house. At the, yeah, which is no longer there. It's now a trailer park. I, I knew that. Actually. What is going on? I was on one knee at the Bellagio. Bellagio, good place. Bellagio, the fountains in the backdrop, and that's where Melissa said yes. Beautiful. We talk about our love story. We know how much we love Ventura and love our listeners, and we also love Ray Fresco for always bringing in those beats. Not one episode goes by that we try to shout out Ray Fresco for always bringing us home. So thank you for that, guys, so much. And Spence, the basketball game tonight for our listeners. This podcast comes out on Friday, going to be dropping today. Boyna High School home game semifinal CIF. I'm picking you up. You better be ready. Yeah, I'm good to go. And we also had uh, the guests in the radio station this morning, the guests being the players and the coach. Great guys, uh, great coach. And I appreciated the fact that all of the seniors, excellent talkers, uh, sharp kids, and, and let's say go and let's get the big win because then they go into the finals. Do you know where the finals are going to be? Down in uh- – Oh, it's at the big the, the Honda Center. The Honda Center. Oof. Yep, down there. And those five teams, we talked about them all week and all year, but Oxnard and St. Bonaventure, Santa Paula, Boina, and Camarillo all alive in the fourth round of the CIF championships. Great job, everybody. We love supporting youth sports here from everywhere. Wrestling, the girls won the CIF championship for girls Ventura wrestling. So we don't talk about everyone full circle because there's only so much time, but we love and appreciate all the athletes the same. Yeah, let's make it happen so uh, local teams do good. Let's get into the championship. All right, let's get into our conversation today about an exciting event going on to where we can really increase our activity from the youth to the recreation to everyday way of life. We bring the man with the plan who's been stepping it up and created that motivation and agenda that we keep talking about sharing the stoke. A man who's been living the last 18 years in Oxnard, bringing the PSG group, the Pacific Sports Group idea of upgrading the stadium. Rick Conrad, how you doing? Doing good. How are you guys today? Hey, we're doing great. Thanks for coming and spending time with Ventura Forward. You're the man right now in the community that everybody wants to talk about, whether you like it or not, Rick. (laughs) You stepped up and put a plan in the papers. You put a plan in our community to upgrade the fairgrounds, to fix the fairgrounds. Start off with a little bit of that stoke because we know your stoke is making the community better. What got you started off in the origination of this project and putting yourself in charge of a group as the leader to ultimately upgrade our fairgrounds? Well, I was familiar with the uh, condition of the fairgrounds and the deterioration that's going on with the facility. Uh, A friend of mine, uh, Bob Young, who's the founder of Pacific Sports Group, uh, had an interest in starting a league. He had... uh, four teams in Hawaii, and was interested in starting a new league on the West Coast, um, also for Hawaii and Asian nations. So I introduced 
the Ventura County Fairgrounds as a potential site for a flagship for the company and do it in Ventura County at the fairgrounds. Uh, this would be a marquee facility. I've been involved in uh, redevelopment projects before, and I felt that this was a, a good market. Uh, the community uh, has a, a long history with baseball. We've had baseball in, in Ventura since 1873. And then we had Babe Ruth Field out at the fairgrounds. So it seemed like a good fit to, uh, there's strong, um, there is a strong uh, soccer presence here in the county. And this uh, baseball, a lot of people have come into the professional uh, uh, players have come to Ventura County uh, that live here, that have gone into the majors, that have come back to this community. Uh, Jeff Mulhart has identified a number of people that uh, are interested in seeing uh, baseball return to the county. The fairgrounds, everything that we've planned in our um, in the planning has had to fit with the fair. And the multipurpose stadium with the concerts, that fit for the fair. Uh, all of the enhancements, uh, increasing the flex uh, fair space, fit with the fair. Um, the convention uh, space, which would uh, accommodate the ag uh, displays, uh, FFA, the 4-H, all of this was intended to uh, boost activity and uh, interest in the agricultural component at the fair, equestrian component at the fair. So, um, all these things combined, Rick, I can see how you're building this really unique ball of wax to show how many things can be upgraded, how many exciting projects that were entailed in this fairgrounds project, which as I know, being part of this experience, it's, it's not overwhelming, but it's a lot, you know, it's a lot to understand that this is why it hasn't been fixed in 70 years. Right. This is why nobody wanted to take on that tackle because it took someone with your passion and your determination to really get that going. And I brought you into studio today to allow people to hear your stoke. We talk about Ventura and Ventura Ford being that undeniable passion for something that you love. And I know that I love Ventura and Spence loves Ventura, but give us a little bit of reason of how you first fell in love with Ventura. When was that when you came into the county and how'd you fall in love? I came up here in 2004. Uh, we had a 34-acre infill project in Oxnard. Um, it was uh, the developer uh, was Paragon Communities. Um, I was a problem solver for the company. We had 25 companies in the portfolio, and this was one of the projects. And um, I came up and. Uh, they had been stalled uh, through permissions for about 18 months trying to close properties and, and get this thing moving. And I, um, I, I basically got the deal done in six months, and we got it moving. And uh, we also donated a six-acre park to the city. It was the first park in that area in 21 years. So it was a, it was a good project. It was an elegant project, and um, we did a lot of good things for the community. Um, you know about that. And in that process, you found yourself kind of like, like, again, falling in love with the 805, being from South Carolina, 
being from an East East Coast young man, I heard some great stories about you growing up being a lifeguard. You know, you're a lifeguard on Myrtle Beach, actually one lifeguard of the year, correct? Correct. And so that shows you have a little bit of flavor of the beach, of the ocean, yeah. you know, and you brought that back to the 805. Again, if you wouldn't mind me getting more detail there, when you were doing your community work in your business, what about Oxnard and the camp and, and the Channel Islands area that was really touching your heart? Um, well, I grew up in Charleston, and so I understood uh, small town environment, coastal small town environment, and uh, and how important uh, our beaches are, uh, both for the West Coast and the East Coast. Uh, so. Using that experience is something that you had to have just understood about that charm. And that goes right into our fairgrounds conversation because here our town always wants to claim the big bad developers from Los Angeles, which spent is only 50 miles away. So in actuality, it's really close. And then it's one of the largest cities in the world. So where else would money come from for a possible project that needs a few hundred million dollars? So part of, again, sharing your stoke, Rick, for me is showing much about how you might not have been a born or raised in Ventura, but it's not an out of, out of town or coming in to do something different. It's somebody who's been living in our community for the last 15, 20 years. It's somebody who's done projects in our community. It's somebody with a past of coastal beach experience bringing all of those ideas and experience to this project. Am I correct with saying that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're going into this meeting on the 22nd of February with confidence of taking your project to our community which I love to see you doing because we know the fair board and the fair haven't really put you up in the best position. They haven't set this up after allowing to you to present them a $25,000 to prevent your story. Uh, now we see what's happened in the last few months to have the community in my personal opinion, doesn't have a clear understanding about what's happening on the 22nd. So we brought him in today, Spence, to get a clear vision of what's happening on the 22nd. And what I'd like to see, and this is one of the issues, and we, we have it happen. I've lived here you know, my entire life in Ventura County. One of the things you, you always think of, this is my presentation, mm -hmm. but pardon me for using an aggressive word, there's going to be an attack. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who, I, I know the bananas build absolutely nothing near anything, anywhere, banana. And, uh, you know, the whole idea of when do you close the gate, you know, all of the people not in my backyard. People get really nervous when they hear change. So yeah. have you looked at all of these conversations and arguments to see what might come at you? You know, it's like the presidential debates when they, they have practice questions because there is going to be some pushback, clearly. There always is for anything. So how, how are you looking at this meeting? So... Our interest is embracing the fair and enhancing the operations of the fair. The people that are coming after us have self-interest about their business, about their own unique... Uh, I think it's lifestyle and culture you're looking for, Me memories almost, changing what's been the past. Yes, but it really has to do, most of the organized uh, um, pushback is coming from people that uh, have an interest that doesn't necessarily um, fit with the fair, that doesn't help the fair. Our interest is, to, our mission at the very beginning was to enhance the fairgrounds and enhance that facility so that the fair becomes a bigger, um, a bigger 
Well, it's got to be a hub, certainly. Yeah. It's got to be a drawing place. Community hub, yes. Yeah, and the, the thing that we run into a lot of times is who's fair is it? Whose grounds are they? You know, who is in charge of saying, okay, do it? Because I, I, I would just say on the surface, anybody who doesn't want to repaint, repave, refurbish, I think they're nuts because yeah. if you've been there, I love the fairgrounds. I've, I've been there since I was a kid and you do want to see it look better. But the old thing, what are we allowed to do? What can we do and what will best serve the community? Right. So the infrastructure, actually, most of the infrastructure went in before World War II. Uh, those buildings are surplus World War II buildings. The underground infrastructure has been failing. That's why the, the fairgrounds doesn't uh, drain. Uh, properly, and um, the uh, the buildings have issues, safety issues, of course. So what we want to do is uh, basically uh, a ground, a below ground restoration. We start, we pull everything up except for the Derby Club and the uh, Judge Clark Building, and we will clean uh, the soils. We will do new underground infrastructure. Uh, all the buildings will be replaced. Uh, and um but when you look at this too i a long time ago tried to start a pizza restaurant and i found out a lot about what cities ask for what counties ask. i really did and if, if people say i oh, trust me there was a lot of stuff we had to deal with i i don't understand the fragrance enough what is state what is county what is city so right. when you're you're permitting if that's the correct mm -hmm. usage what can we do you know, Spencer, and, uh, you know, what, what are we allowed to do with the fairgrounds? Well, it's a state-controlled property, so um, we'll go through the permissions. Uh, we'll work with the county, actually, on the permissions, but then uh, ultimately it, it's, a, it's a state property. It stays in the control of the state, and the 31st DAA remains the controlling entity. We're simply trying to establish a master lease. And how long would a master lease last? Uh, again, I don't know. The Turf Club down at Del Mar has a 99-year master lease. Now, we pencil out at 30 years. So anything over 30 years, we'll be pretty happy about. All right. If I have a lot of fluids and drink uh, the proper stuff and have some vegetables 30 years from now, I could make that. Absolutely. <laughs> I could make that. Yeah. Well, that's be close. That's the conversation is what does that new design of a master lease look like to get the money in the fairgrounds? Currently, the state has 52 properties. There's no money coming into those properties every year. They're self-sufficient. We've seen what type of money and opportunities the fairgrounds has been doing the last 10, 15 years. We also heard the story about how their security, letting a half a million dollars sneak out the back door. These are attention and these are items that we want to bring to the community to get them understand this is an area we respect no more dilapidation no more mismanagement no longer can the governor not have all of our volunteer positions on the fair board be empty spencer's nine people who are supposed to be part of this board only six are active there's just a, it, the fairgrounds is tired there's inactivity everywhere and this is what the psg Proposal and conversation has done more than anything, has really brought the light and heightenedy to this conversation. That's what the community to understand in this whole process of things. It's not pitchforks and lanterns saying no, no, no. It's saying yes, 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 because finally we're getting somewhere. Because after 20 hours to 25 hours on the promenade the last three weekends, I can tell you one thing. 
we all agree in a vast majority of 85 to 90% that we in one way want the fairgrounds upgraded. We can agree to disagree on how we want that done. From the numbers spent, about 40% of those numbers of our community are vastly in favor of the PSG project, okay? There's a lot of people in favor of this PSG project. There's also a lot of people that want to upgrade it in a different way. But we agree on that one thing is to upgrade it. Now, what's the goal for the meeting? What, what would you like to, the end game, just for this meeting, what do you want to see happen? There's a lot of misinformation that's being pushed out uh, by, again, competing interests or people that have self-interest that aren't involved with necessarily the fair. So we're going to roll out the facts of what we're doing, what our proposal's all about, what our team's about, and what our mission's about. And I think the key thing is you must show up. If uh, people, you know, throw stuff at us, I would highly recommend if you're listening to this podcast and you're waving your hands saying, what about this? Well, your what about this has to be said at the meeting to get the ball rolling. So don't just yell at your device that you're listening to this podcast on. Show up at the meeting. Get the information and state your opinion. That's the way it works. And remember, at this meeting, there will not be decisions ultimately made. The fair board can all, can suggest that they want to go in favor or against this, but ultimately the, that control will come from the states. It's very important. This isn't a make-or-break meeting right now. This is a move-nudge-forward or a nudge-back meeting for sure. But either way, the conversation in the meeting does not stop here. What right. about competing bids? How does that work? I, you know, again, I have no idea. Is there a legal thing where they say there must be five bids on this? No. We, uh, because it's a uh, completely financed, privately financed uh, organization, we're a sole source proposal. That's the way our contract was written with the with the board and we are completely financed privately uh, we're not using any government funds no grant money no bond money not relying on the public for any funding and also not leveraging any public land so this is solely financed by uh, private private money and that's what we need in there. We need someone to come in privately and do that. We know that the state, the county, and the city all have trouble with funding right now, especially for recreational stuff, for things that they believe to be things that don't give back to the community. And as time goes by, those are the things our community actually wants the most, believe it or not. They want the roads fixed. They want the infrastructure. They want things to actually work good, which is not surprising anymore because it's been dilapidated and left going. Not only the fairgrounds, but a lot of Southern California in general. Well, this model of uh, public-private partnerships has worked before, and that's what we're proposing. And I have to admit, I am a huge fan, being libertarian at heart, of getting private money to help the public good. Absolutely. But it has to be done within whatever the guidelines are. Right. I'm the kind, I want Pepsi billboards up on overpasses. I really do. Right. And some people think I'm a little insane on that, but I am not being facetious or sarcastic. I would love to see more private money making things happen to take the burden off pass, uh, taxpayers and to also enhance what we have, mm -hmm. but without giving up the keys to the joint. There's, right. And sure. that's the fine line because suddenly you give up a beautiful property and say, my goodness, we blew it. We don't have control of this anymore. And I think that that's where the dynamic comes in. Right. And that's, I think, what frightens people. So your goal is to make these concerns go away when you can explain them at the meeting. Right. And there'll be plenty of off-ramps for the board. I mean, 
they already have the off-ramps right now. So this is just going to be a, a um, meeting for consideration. I'm the worst possible person, too, because I'm all in but totally suspicious. I've got, you know, I've got, I was raised by a <laughs> Scottish accountant, and I was told to break every single thing uh-huh. down, no matter what it is, especially when it's uh, to do for the greater good of the public. And I'm, I've always been a skeptic, and I'm always looking. So you're saying, I want this to be really good. But how are you, you know, so you you got the two, the devil and the angel spinning in your head. So let me speak to that. We have a board right now that our team, let me put it this way. Our team is made up of professionals that do this for a living, right? We've got Jensen. We have uh, people on the, uh, our architect is doing a community center right now in the Conejo Valley. Um, so our, our professional team versus the management that we see at the board right now, not to disparage the board, but they're not in this business of redevelopment, and we are. This is, we're all, we've got proven track records at what we do, where I consider us experts at doing this, and the board is not. They do not, uh, they don't have the management capacity, they don't have the staff, they don't have the money to be able to pull this off. And they certainly don't have the support of the state. Do they have the say? Again, I, I don't they, know what their power they is. They do. They do. They absolutely do have the say. They do. Hmm. There it is, Spence. And then the people that don't, excuse me, don't have the say, which is interesting in the community, you got to come up with a plan yourself. Stop saying no, 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 don't do this. Let's look at like the, the argument of the Ventura River used to be a wetlands. Okay. So did other 98% of the wetlands in California are all gone. So on that note being, is the state going to allow that area to be wetlands again? No, they're not. There's no possible way that they have that much money in land to allow that to be wetlands. So then why would a corporation or a nonprofit be coming out in the media this week saying this should be a wetlands or used to be a wetlands if you don't know the state has any plans of ever making it a wetland ever again? So you're creating a fictitious reality of that area becoming a wetlands. Now let's move forward with reality. What's it going to be? Is it going to be the fairgrounds to what the community wants? Or are you going to allow that to be land swapped to Fillmore or Santa Paula and we lose it forever? So now opposed to not having your wetlands, you don't have the fair anymore. Now you have a whole thing of housing and retail because if the state owns that land. They're going to give it over to the housing authority. They're going to create housing and retail in that area. And then the people who want the wetlands have a worst case scenario. And I am a fan of if not this, then what? So if you just have naysayers, you always have to say, then what is the forward motion? What else are we going to do? Right. So as much as I am a skeptic, I want things to happen. So um, I'm torn. No. I, I need therapy. And I get that because personally, if you were to ask me, Spencer, would you want it to be a wetlands right now? I would say yes, because I like that preserve personally for that, whether it was the fish or the trees. But we can never go back there. It's not possible. Let's stop creating un, you know, just uneven fathomable situations that would never exist just to create more shock and awe and fear in our community. I'm not with it. I'm with people that have agendas and motives that are very clear. Rick, thank you for coming in today. And we're moving down episode number 44. We're going to find out a little more about Rick right now with some fun facts. Rick, we have a big sponsor on this podcast called the Ventura Music Hall. It's a great music venue. I went to a show last night. Jay Boog. I saw Ariel there shouting it out. Rick, when's the last time you've been to a live concert? 
<laughs> yeah, let's do it. I have, trust me, I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> that happens a lot in here. I'm kind it, of the same it, way. Has it been a while? Live yeah, it's con- been a while. A year or two? Uh, a year or two. We're going to get him out to the Ventura Music Hall. Have you had a chance to have been to the Ventura Music Hall before? No. What about the Ventura Majestic Theater? No. Oh, we're getting them out, Spence. Yeah, those are, you know, and there are some good groups coming up. I, I talked about Promise of the Real, the Willie Nelson Kids Band. They played with Neil Young. They're going to be at the theater. A classic from... Uh, Early 90s, Ugly Kid Joe. There's a lot of good entertainment around here, both in the small local guides that are going to be playing and also the big shots. We will have, in your mind, in your vision, concerts of possibility at Fairgrounds? Yes, absolutely. We have uh, Rat Sound is uh, doing our uh, in-house sound. They do Coachella, Stagecoach, uh, the Hollywood Bowl, Thousand Oaks uh, Music Plaza, yeah. very good. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two, Chili Peppers, Soundgarden. So yeah, all of the above. Yeah, and they're in Camarillo. And right the first concert I ever saw in my life was at a baseball stadium, Anaheim Stadium. Uh-huh. So the on first time, cue, yeah, Rick. first time it was. Uh, don't tell me it was. Yes, Frampton, oh, Gary boy. Wright, and Gentle Giant. Long oh. time ago. Yeah, yeah, all in one big building. Oh, well, outdoors. Amazing. Uh, that was it. Yeah, good times back then. Good times. All righty. You know, the Mountain Doll, Steve Doll loves to get outside. Rick, when you have a minute, extra minute, which is rare right now, right and you're now. getting outside in the 805, what do you like to do outside? Uh, beach and golf. Lifeguard. And do you tennis. still get in the water? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, this was That was a long time ago. So uh, it was, yeah, a long time ago. Because so. the lifeguard swimmer is a superior swimmer. Well, I'm always watching when I'm on the beach. I'm always kind of watching the kids. It's habit, outside. right? It's yeah, just it's, it's in your heart. It's in Absolutely. your it's in your mouth. I like that term. Once a lifeguard, always a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. you have to be. Got to be. Yeah. He sent, what was who who played the lifeguard? Sam Elliott. Mm. Great movie. Again, blast from the past. That was around the time Yes and Frampton were popular. Did he have a Did he have a mustache? He had a mustache. Uh, the lifeguard with a mustache. Lifeguard with a mustache. You bet you no other way to go. That's an oxymoron. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Got to have the mustache back then. Absolutely. Pizza, pizza, pizza. We love to set out our pizza places. Topper's Pizza yet to sponsor, but we still love them. Kelsey, shout out to you. Rick, what's your favorite toppings on pizza? Uh, <laughs> barbecue chicken. And <laughs> you can go modern. Yeah, and um, yeah, barbecue. He, he's going barbecue. See, chicken. everybody always throws down the pepperoni. They're so typical. Barbecue chicken is yeah. a great option. So you know, what about pineapple? Are you a fan of pineapple on your pizza? Yeah, I can do that every now and then. It's pineapple. Oh, now. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, Things are getting better. He's up on your list there. The pineapple. It happens. Okay, Dodgers Stadium. We love Dodgers in this area. Yeah, you we like th- we talking baseball, especially for you in the stadium. When you go to a Dodger game, where do you prefer to sit? Well, I have friends. I I went to a school where I had a lot of, you know, friends that were famous kids and, you know, stuff like that. So I was uh, just behind first base on the front row. So Wow. In box. What we always said was beer on the dugout. That yeah. was the goal when we were kids. And I dealt with a lot of tickets. I never had beer on the dugout, but I was like two rows behind right at the batting circle. Yeah. Such it's great. It's the best. You can put your feet up. It's great. Man. Putting his feet and, up. And I when you it. yell something and, and don't be nasty, folks. Be polite, be funny if you can, but your heckles get heard. And we used to say very polite things, but we knew that we would get looks sometimes. And Ed, do you remember Ed Ott? Yeah. Ed Ott. Yeah, I got I got a look and a laugh from him once. <laughs> when he was out uh, can I do the story? Please. Okay, so Ed Ott's up. His name, E-D-O-T-T. Mm-hmm. So he came up to bat, first time at bat, and I just said, Ed Ott, 
E-D-O-T-T, Ed Ott. My name's Ed. Ed Ott. Ott. Ed Ott. He came up the second time. I did the exact same thing. He came up the third. He turned around and looked at me. And he goes, what? Like, that was so funny. But I got a reaction out of him. It was great. Uh, but that's the beauty of sitting that close. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. Mine was always third baser, though, because we wanted to be on the Dodgers side. Uh, we all share that. You know, people forget, what is fan short for? Yeah, fanatic. Yeah. You're supposed to be a fanatic. And Spence, you're showing that skills to be a real uh, fanatic. And just taking the people's mind off the game just a little bit, you did your job. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. But any seat's a good seat. You know, loge up right by third. It's a pretty good seat. You get a nice overview. What's here, Spencer? I never asked. You know, I. What actually, do you like to see? I like left field pavilion. Oh. You know, I love left field pavilion. I like it in the seats okay. that are right next to the camera angle because I'm okay. a guy that I like to see balls and strikes. Okay. And when I'm in left field by the center field, I can see balls and strikes. Two things about a baseball game for me I need to move around a little bit. So I like that the bleachers are there. And then third, I'm a crowd starter. Okay. I love to start the wave. Mm. So the left field oh. pavilion is set up. I know you hate the, wave. hate the wave. I love getting let's go Dodgers going. So I'll be standing up on the World Series game one, 2017. I got, I got on national TV. I was standing up on the bleachers between people, getting the let's go Dodgers going. So I love left field because I can kind of be myself out there with the people. The wave is great during breaks. If you wave while the game is going, I, I just... Well, the strategy ultimately, if you wave during the Dodgers at bat, I agree with you completely. But the wave while the opposing team could is... Could be bat- distracting. Yeah, yeah it can be a little be distracting. Right. So that could be a little, a little gamesmanship there. I don't like the wave. Okay, I'm done. While you put your hand up in the air. I'm over. Just because <laughs> I got to make it official. Got to make it official. Last question. For Only f- my left hand. Last question for fun here. Timmy Haig with Arsenal Comics. Rick, he wants to know, who was your favorite superhero growing up, and did you read comics growing up? I did not read comics growing up. I'm sorry. Tell me it's Aquaman. <laughs> did you have a, a, a favorite character at all, superhero growing up? Um, not really. So That's okay. Planet, uh, what was his name? Planet Earth? No, Planet Hollywood. What was his name? Planet Earth. There's a bad joke going there. He used to be a lifeguard. Okay. Yeah. Who was your favorite superhero? My, my favorite superhero has always been the Hulk because he's brilliant, but when things go bad, he completely loses his mind, and I, I like that. It's a t- it, he ch- I guarantee you uh, uh, the Hulk is a Scotsman. Guarantee. <laughs> that's because he's green or what? Just, no, because he flips out. <laughs> you know, when we go, we go, and that's the way it is. I was, I was raised through all Scots, and I know how it is. We're having a great time here. Episode 44, Ventura Forward Podcast with Rick Conrad, the CEO of the Pacific Sports Group. The group bringing together the proposal to upgrade the fairgrounds, $319 million to be this new multi-use stadium, upgrading the fairgrounds, all of the halls, all of the places that we can have our great events, also bringing a new equestrian area in over there. I had a chance this week with you, too, to really watch you listen to the community, whether it was the 4-H group, the Cattlemen's Association, the Lions Club. You've really been fielding a lot of different opinions. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about you being in the community and learning more about the city of Ventura. How has that experience been for you getting out there meeting everybody? Well, it's a little different from Oxnard, where I've been for the last just about 20 years. So um, more layers, if you will, socially. Uh, people, generations, you know, you're dealing with more generations, it seems, in Ventura. Um, so there's a, it's a deeper society, if you will. Okay. So um, navigating that 
and and getting help from people that are in the community that are helping us with a little bit of leadership and and uh, insight has been uh, has been essential to our community outreach and success. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. It makes me kind of some like good substance to Ventura. You know, sometimes we it might be a little difficult city, but we're aware and we're involved. And that's mm-hmm. I really want to say thank you for an appreciation to you because we needed this to happen. Right. We needed PSG to put something forward to get this conversation that nobody wanted to start. Almost the Pandora's box was open. Yeah. And you've been taking a lot of that. So thank you so much for getting after it. Coming to the February 22nd meeting, I'm going to be there. Spence is planning on being there. Going to be there, and I, I like the conversation. And you got to show up. Ask okay. the questions. Get the answers. Uh, you know, Whatever your issue is, I love what you said about the layers because I knew it in Thousand Oaks. There's people from the Waybacks. There's people from now. And everybody always thought their now was the best one. So the people that got there in the 60s, oh, it's never, no, the 70s was never. You talk to everybody by decade. And that's where we we have to figure this whole thing out. What can we do? What should we do? And what's best for for the entire uh, group? And uh, I'm all into the fair, the 4-H, the future farmers. It's the heart of the joint. So... Uh, we'll go in together. We'll go in depth. Just in the last 24 hours, it was a talking about the 4-Hers having the barn that the young lady wants to have her memories on. It was the Lions Club having their crab feast. It was Adam having the Latin Expo. We, you know, we get it as a community, and those things want to continue and they want to be promoted. And that thing out there, you taught me the Spence. There's always a rub, you know. But when you have a group like the Fairgrounds, you got to make that work together. Don't put your self-interest for a little bit of time to affect the future. We've got to look at the next generation. We cannot continue to look at our little finite situation. We're, we're too far in the trees to see the forest, just like E.P. Foster designed it, Spence. We've got to take a step out and look at what's going on. We can't go backwards. We can only go forward. Got to fill the room. Bring great questions. Uh, be civil. Be polite. And let's get this done. Time and date of the meeting again. February 22nd, Wednesday, 5.30, Santa Rosa Hall. Rick, before we wrap up this podcast, take a minute here. Maybe take a second also to make, think of one thing you might want to tell our community. This happens every end of the podcast. If you're going to drive in the car right now and think, ah, oh, shoot, I forgot to tell them that one thing. Is there anything on the podcast you'd like to share with us before we sign off? So we started in November of 21, and we spent about a year vetting what works for the fair what doesn't work for the fair. So everything that we've done heretofore has been to enhance and make the fair better. And that's really what it's about. The agricultural aspect, the equestrian aspect, farmers, their concerns, that's where the fair all started. And that's, that's what our responsibility was, is to make sure that any kind of redevelopment, any kind of revamping, any kind of updating had to work to better the fair and the and the fair goes or fair goers or experience so that's it right there as you can hear it rick is focused on the fair the whole psg plan was focused on the fair those two and a half weeks before and after making the ventura county fair the seas what is it the seas what is it give me that logo spence how's it go seaside park no the, Wait. the fair with ocean air 
Oh, the fair with the ocean air. And they have a, it's the, a country fair with ocean, with ocean air. air. And we also have a Highlands game there, too, for that's you Scots out there. Yep. And that's one of the highlights for us. Kevin came to us at the promenade, Spence. We're touching everybody. Again, giving Rick that credit for taking on the conversation from every type of aspect of this group. It's a conversation we needed. Rick, thank you so much for coming in today. Sure. Thank you. All right, Spence, you have a good time? A great time. All right, good episode 45 next week. We've got Mark from Rocks and Drams coming in to share this good stuff. Ray Fresco is taking us home. Until next time, let's go.